بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا The next question he asked me, he said, which leads to my next question. Do you believe that God actively intervenes in human events? When evil acts take place, he says, example, Hitler and so on. Is this God acting to punish those who have disobeyed him? As we are told was the case with the slaughter of many, many uh, Hebrews and their exile to Babylonia in the book of Jeremiah. I said to him, there are two aspects to this question. One is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that he did in specific cases, like ordering Musa alayhi salam, for example, to execute the Jews who made the golden calf and worshipped it. This is information that we are being given. This is not a ruling to be applied by us. If we find a Jew or a Muslim who decides to build or buy and worship an idol, he would have left Islam and Judaism, but it is not our job to kill him. The Quran tells us about some events like this, which happened as admonition to warn us to stay away from such actions. Secondly are the ayat where people point, which the people point to in this context, are also the ayat which people point to in the Quran, which order that disbelievers must be killed where you find them. First, first of all, those ayat were in the nature of battle orders and are not even and have not and have never been uh, intended or interpreted to apply to any situation of peace. Muslim history is ample witness to the fact that Muslims, Jews, Christians, Magians, Hindus and so on all lived peacefully and collaboratively throughout the ages. Andalusia and Baghdad were famous for the Jewish scholars who lived there and all the wonderful work they did until un- under Muslim patronage. Ditto for the way the, the Mughals and the other Muslim rulers treated Hindu scholars in India. In all Muslim lands, including the Umayyad, Abbasid, Ottoman, Mughal and other Muslim empires, People of other faiths practiced their faiths and were permitted to do so, including to have courts that ruled according to their laws, not according to the Sharia. Jews and Christians were not compelled to go to the Muslim Sharia courts. Some did because Sharia law is not as severe as Judaic law. Uh, there's a very interesting lecture by Dr. Roy Casagranda, the head of Austin School. Uh, it says how Islam saved Western civilization. Uh, I will post it in the, uh, the link in the... description so you really must see it then I said to him the second aspect of your question is if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intervenes in human actions or to put it in another way the questions uh, that atheists and others ask about wars and genocide uh, Hitler tragically is not the only one who did it Uh, disease starvation and I guess we should add environmental pollution global warming to this list and if you allow me a financial system that has eight men with assets more than 50% of the rest of the world put together. They ask the question, if there is a God, why doesn't he do something? My answer to them, he did. He made you and gave you a law. Does God intervene? No, he doesn't. Though we don't deny his power to do so if he wishes. Why did the Holocaust happen? Because those who were with Hitler, every single one of them, educated, intelligent, thinking human beings, decided to cooperate with him. People sold him the material, the machinery, the know-how, to annihilate 6 million innocent people. People developed and built the gas chambers and sold them to Hitler. He didn't donate, they didn't donate them free of cost. He didn't steal them. He paid for them and they took the money. There are records of all this and some names may surprise you. Incidentally, not a single Muslim name in that list. Then it happened because all the world leaders of the time, 
including those in this country, chose to sit silently and watch it happen. It happened over several years, remember? Hitler built the concentration camps, Goebbels created the propaganda machine that criminalized and demonized the Jews. Laws were passed in a democratic way to disenfranchise them in their own country. All this, all this took years and was not done secretly. Everyone knew what was happening, but they did nothing. So who is to blame? Incidentally, that is what is happening uh, to Muslims in so many uh, countries in the world. And we are seeing the same game with the same audience doing the same thing, which is nothing. Why doesn't God intervene? He did. He created those people at that time. He created you and me today. And then he told us that there is a day of judgment when we will all be count to account, called to account. In Islam, there is no special treatment for anyone because they are Muslim. Murder is murder and the murderer will be punished. If not here, then most definitely there. That he was a Muslim will not save him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this world and the entire universe and created laws to govern them. Some are physical laws, like the law of gravity. Others are moral laws. All apply to anyone in their purview, irrespective of whether they choose to believe in them or not. The effect of some laws is immediate. Of others, it is delayed until the Day of Judgment. But there will always be an effect. Make no mistake. Allah said in the Quran, in Surah Al-Rum, زَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِي النَّاسِ لِيُزِيقَهُمْ بَعْدَ الَّذِي عَمِلُوا لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Evil, that is corruption, calamity, suffering, has appeared on land and sea because of what the hands of men have earned by oppression and evil deeds, that Allah may make them taste a part of that which they have done in order that they may return by repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now when you jump out of an airplane at 10,000 feet, and refuse to use the parachute which is strapped to your back. And when you reach Mother Earth and become one with her, you complain and say, why didn't God do something? Why didn't he save me? Well, he did. He gave you a parachute and taught you how to use it. You decided to ignore that. So the law applied to you and you paid the price. Or maybe you decided to alter the parachute for your own reasons, which made it ineffective. Same result. That is the answer to those who want to change the word of Allah, the Quran, claiming that they know better. If you worship God, if you worship Allah, then how can you know better than Him what's good for you? Who do you follow when it comes to your car? The manufacturer's manual or your own whips and fancies? You do that because the manufacturer always knows his product best. Allah is our creator and He knows what's best for us. If I say that I know better than He does, then I am being delusional. And of course, then I would have left Islam. Final thing. The reason you can't change the Quran is the, is the same reason you can't change my book. You may like it or you or not, but you can't change it. And if you do, you would be committing a crime, copyright infringement or copyright violation. You are not the author and so you can't change it. Allah is the author of all the divine books we know. We know about four or five mentioned in the Quran. Zabur to Dawud salam, Surah of Ibrahim to Ibrahim salam, uh, the, the Torah uh, to Musa salam, Injil to Isa salam, and the Quran to Rasulullah Of these, the Zabur and Suf Ibrahim are totally lost. The Torah exists but with changes. Injil is also lost as the original was in Aramaic and was not written down. And after Isa was raised to the heavens, uh, alive and not crucified, resurrected, his disciples dispersed. What we have as the New Testament is in fact new, not divine. The Torah is still uh, has some parts which are divine to some extent. The Quran is totally preserved on the other hand. Alhamdulillah. Because Allah said, Inna nahnu nazzalna zikra 
Allah said, we have sent down the dhikr, the, 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 the remembrance of Allah, which is the Qur'an, and we will protect it. So the Qur'an is totally pre- preserved in every aspect from the first, by memorization, by writing, by practice, and a legal system that's based on it. All alteration, even to the extent of a single letter, is totally haram and has always been clearly understood and fought against tooth and nail so that people didn't try. Not that people didn't try. Uh, entire movements rose and failed. The Motizila, for example, and so on, they rose and failed. And that is why when you listen to it today, you do so with the awareness that you are listening to your Rabb, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, speaking to you in the voice of the Qari, the reciter. Kalamullah. That is a feeling that I cannot possibly describe. And I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all those who stood up against all alterations. Now, it's very important for us, especially I'm thinking uh, now that we are in Ramadan al-Karim and uh, I'm sure all of us have the opportunity to um, to uh, listen to the Quran in Tarawih. I hope you are praying in places where uh, the Quran is recited um, in the way that it should be recited, which is uh, in, 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 a, in a beautiful tone, uh, in, in, not slow, but definitely not like an express train, uh, you know, and, and, and done in a way where uh, you can you can enjoy uh, the beautiful uh, words of uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. That's that's very important for us to keep that in mind uh, because. You know, the, 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 that that is the the, the really the, the truth of it. Huh? Um, I want to end with another thing, which uh, which uh, shows us shows shows the the time uh, on the times of, uh, which is that uh, one of the universities where I work as a as the Muslim chaplain, where the head of our interface group is a Catholic priest, uh, who's a very dear friend of mine. He sent me a message that the university decided to cancel the invocation and blessing at the commencement, the dua and the blessing at the commencement, because some people don't like the mention of God and prayer in the commencement ceremony. Now, it's interesting, in a country which is plagued with mental illness, uh, which is like, like an absolute epidemic, uh, this, is the, this, is the, uh, this is the result. I mean, this, this conversation has been going on there for a while. And I was very sorry, sorry to see that the president of the university uh, agreed and and cancelled the uh, the comments with the invocation and blessing. Uh, now two two questions arise for me out of this. <clears throat> they they did that because some people complained. They said that they don't like the mention of God and prayer in the commencement ceremony. Okay, fine, you have the right to like or dislike something. But what about those who want to begin, who like the the idea that we begin with the, in the name of God, that we believe in, begin in the name of Allah. That we begin with a blessing in the name of God. What about them? Don't they have rights? What do you say when people reject invocation and blessing? And second question is, what do you say when people reject dua and blessing uh, in the beginning of the year? You start with that. And then we complain about mental illness. Now, there's a very interesting, very nice quote from J. Krishnamurti, which I use all the time. He said, it is not a sign of health to be profoundly adjusted to a sick society. It is not a sign of health to be profoundly adjusted to a sick society. And uh, we are truly sick. We are very, very sick. And we are we don't even realize that. It's, a, it's like pancreatic cancer, for example, a very rapid and lethal cancer, but you do not realize it until it reaches a terminal stage. 
right? You feel perfectly healthy and so on, but it reaches, it, it goes very fast and when it reaches that, there, there's no cure for it. If you have that, you will die. Um, you will die anyway, but I'm just saying that you will die with that cancer. So it is very important for us to um, ensure that we remain connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because one day we will meet him and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that the best day of our lives, inshallah. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمة الله ورحمته